the Minnesota Timberwolves defeat the Denver Nuggets 136-130. In spite of Monty Morris's 23 points and 4 for 5 shooting from 3-point range in the fourth quarter, the T-Wolves were simply too much for the Hornets. Nikola Jokic had 38 points, 19 rebounds, and 8 assists, which was the most of any player. There were 32 points and 4 three-pointers from Carl Anthony Towns and 9 rebounds in the win. The Denver Nuggets committed 18 turnovers and made only 12 of 35 three-point attempts as a team on Saturday. The Nuggets are still in 6th place day Nikola Jokic had 38 points, 19 rebounds, and 8 assists, which was the most of any player. There were 32 points and 4 three-pointers from Carl Anthony Towns and Pipe this setback. A Denver victory over Los Angeles on Sunday would put them in a tie with the Jazz, who faced the Warriors on Wednesday. Is currently two games behind the Denver Nuggets. They need to treat each game as if they were in the playoffs from here on out. The Nuggets score on their first three possessions, but the T-Wolves' hands-on defense stops them. First half three-pointers by D'Angelo Russell set the Wolves on a 16-5 run. The Denver Nuggets recorded three turnovers in the first four minutes. For the Wolves' first 23 points, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell teamed up together. First time back from injury John Michael Green finished an alley-oop from Bones Highland as well as a dunking on Cat. Nuggets and Wolves both struggled from three-point range in the first quarter, with Denver going 2-8 and Minnesota going 6-11. Without a single missed shot, Jokic finished the quarter with a total of 12 points. DeMarcus Cousins hits a three-pointer at the buzzer to drop the Nuggets to a 40-35 deficit after one quarter. In the second quarter, Bones Highland steals the ball and takes it all the way to the other side of the court for a gritty finish. They start cold and Boogie fouls out quickly, so Jokic is forced to come back in earlier than usual. The Denver Nuggets surrendered an 11-2 first-half lead. At the seven-minute mark, the Nuggets were 0-4 from three-point range. Nikola Jokic's 8-8 shooting helped the Nuggets cut the Wolves' advantage to two points. When Jokic misses two attempts that he should have been fouled on, he ends up getting fouled and getting a technical foul. Read more. Warriors guard enjoys breakout March pool party. Jokic, Nuggets bounce back with 127-115 win over LA Clippers. Bulls WI and 5TH place in East with DeMar DeRozan 50 points. It's a seven-point lead for the Wolves, but Aaron Gordon slams down an alley-oop and follows it up with another dunk. T-Wolves lead 70-65 at the break after the Nuggets had closed the gap to one. Third quarter early in the second quarter, Carl Anthony Towns is flagged for his fourth foul. To begin the second half, the T-Wolves go on a 9-2 run. D'Angelo Russell receives the third technical foul of the game from the refs. Will Barton scored his first points of the game with A and 1 after a poor start to the game. A blocking foul is called on the court when Jeff Green tries to draw a charge on Carl Anthony Towns, and Coach Malone challenges the call. The refs confirm it. It's Jeff Green's fourth foul instead of Cat's fifth. As a result of the challenge, the Nuggets went on a 16-4 run to tie the game. It's the first time since 9-7 that Denver has taken the lead. With the Nuggets leading by two, Jokic heads to the bench to keep the game close until he can return. Denver trailed by four points at the end of the third quarter after the Wolves sank two three-pointers. Carl Anthony Towns scores his fourth three-pointer of the night in the fourth quarter, following Green's putback. It takes Jokic only one minute and 15 seconds to return to the game. Since Jokic pulled out, the Wolves have gone on a 13-2 run to take a nine-point lead. 
It was a rough start to the fourth quarter for the Denver Nuggets on both sides of the ball. Denver allows the Wolves to score on the break twice as a result of two straight errors on the first pass of the play. The Nuggets were unable to contain the Wolves in the final minutes, and their inability to score added another 15 points to their deficit. Nuggets guard Monty Morris scored six straight points to cut the margin to nine for the visitors. Morris sank another three-pointer to cut the deficit to seven. In the fourth quarter, Anthony Edwards tallied 13 points. But Torian Prince sank both of his free-throw attempts and extended the lead to five with 20 seconds to go in the game. Now what? On Sunday, March 3, the Denver Nuggets take on the Los Angeles Lakers at the Staples Center. Denver residents should be able to tune into ABC to watch the game, which kicks off at 1.30 MST. The Boston Bruins have dropped out of the postseason race in the Eastern Conference for the first time in recent weeks. When it came to Tuesday's crucial Atlantic Division clash at TD Garden, the Toronto Maple Leafs had the Bruins' number. The Leafs had a 4-1 lead at one point in the game at the Garden. When Austin Matthews netted a power play goal late in the second period and David Kampf netted a goal just 47 seconds apart, Toronto extended their lead to 6-1. All game long, the Bruins had to deal with frustrating calls from the officials. But they didn't get off to the best possible start. With just three goals from David Pasternak, a Jake DeBrusque tip-in and two garbage-time goals from Curtis Lazar and Taylor Hall, they dug themselves a huge hole. Following the Bruins' 6-4 loss to the Maple Leafs, here's what we learned. After a night of poor puck handling, Bruce Cassidy hinted at lineup adjustments. To be fair, the Leafs' goaltending and defense may not be up to snuff. They may have some weaknesses, but their speed and top-tier skill set can compensate for them at key points in the season. As a result, the Bruins helped Toronto's persistent counterattack to flourish. After Connor Clifton's fumble at the wall, Colin Backwell scored his 11th goal of the season on a feed from Jason Spezza. Making your debut with your new team is exciting, but netting a goal against your alma mater is much more satisfying. Later in the first period, Alex Kerfoot blocked Clifton's shot attempt in the attacking zone. With 1.16 left in the first period, Kerfoot skated in alone on the breakaway and beat Jeremy Swayman to score his 11th goal of the season. The Leafs' third goal of the period comes on a breakaway after Alex Kerfoot fools Jeremy Swayman. Read more. UConn women's basketball team regroups after Dorky Juhas injured, get this win for her. We never get our hands dirty, Utah Jazz meltdown versus Clippers. St. Peter's falls to UNC, ending historic March Madness run. Morgan Riley's rebound goal at 8.28 of the first period gave Toronto a 1-0 lead. Brandon Carlo was also caught off guard by William Newlander's rush. As the Leafs continue to get in Boston's way, the frustration grew. After Mitch Marner, Matthews, and Kampf scored in a space of 8-21, the Bruins faced a five-goal deficit in the middle 20. In Cassidy's words, we plainly needed to be better, and we've been. If you're going to beat this team, you better be careful with the puck. When we started out, we didn't spend enough time on it at the beginning. This is a joint duty, since we weren't ready to play. The players must be prepared for the magnitude of the game, and that is our job as coaches to get them ready. Each and every one of us shares in the blame for the disastrous defensive performance that occurred last night. However, ahead of the team's game against the New Jersey Devils on Thursday, Boston's bench boss is looking to make some changes. At some point this week, Mike Riley and Connor Brown were going to get more playing time from Cassidy. 
Cassidy's decision-making process may have been hurried up by Tuesday's incidents. On Thursday, there will be some changes, there has to be, Cassidy added. It's possible we did it anyway, so this isn't the end of the world. However, it has certainly sped things up. Swayman lacked intelligence, but he was also unaided. Their rookie goalie could have made a few crucial saves in the poor effort of the Boston Bruins. However, they frequently put Swayman in a vulnerable position against the Leafs. For the first time this season, Swayman had trouble keeping track of the puck. Compared to previous games, he gave up a higher number of offensive rebounds. When he was in danger, his teammates did nothing to help him. Linus Almark was only named to the Bruins' relief roster in the third period. After Kerfoot's score, the team went into panic mode, and they were eager to see Swayman's response. Due to Swayman's poor performance, Cassidy decided to give Allmark some more practice time before his next start against the Devils.